Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the DDP Today podcast, where a show that's a little bit about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Mike, and tonight I am so blessed to have two of my brothers with me, two of my best, best buddies, two of my buddies that have sea legs, because they just got off a cruise recently, and we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight. But before we jump into tonight's topic, I want to hear how they're doing. Uh, Dave, Justin, it's a pleasure to have you tonight. I missed you last week, Dave, because you were out and about doing all sorts of Disney great things, but how have your weeks been? Justin? Oh, start with me. I love it. I'm doing good. He threw me off there. You're talking to Dave, and he said, "I did the throwdown for a loop in the beginning of the show." At all, Um, it's going good, man. I've been crazy busy just getting back and getting back in the swing of things and soccer. We've had soccer evals going, so I've been running those, and it's just it's good, man. It's it's weird. We actually got pretty chilly here in South Carolina, Mike. You know this. Mm -hmm. There's been some evenings that it's been in the 50s, um, which for us in May is unheard of, and uh, it's actually been pretty nice. So I. There's something maybe the DDP Today family doesn't know about me. There's two things I really enjoy. I really enjoy gardening. I really enjoy, like, planting tomatoes, working in the yard, doing stuff like that. Um, It may not show because sometimes, especially in the winter, my yard does not look it because I – once it hits October, I'm like, ha not touching the yard anymore, which in South Carolina, you can't do that because it continues to grow. Um, but when it gets nice, man, it's I, I like to garden. So I went today and got some new tomato plants and some peppers and uh, all kinds of stuff. So I'm going to be planting some stuff in the next couple of days. And then two, I've really taken up woodworking over the last, uh, like during COVID. That was kind of my, my jam. I'd call Mike and be like, hey, I just got this toy or I just got this and, and you know, trying this out. And so uh, I'm in the process of building Riley some new shelves for her room. I just finished her bed. You know, she did a loft bed with uh, with uh, the desk underneath and everything. So that's the two things I've really been kind of diving into in the little bit of free time I have. I know it's a long-winded answer, but anyway, my week's been great. That's good. I'm really looking forward to getting over to your house to see that whole smoker setup because I haven't seen it in person yet. Oh, you haven't? You talking about outside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 it's I, nice, man. Tile the top. I've been seeing the woodworking pictures. I can kind of get an idea what it's going to be, but I'm excited to get there and actually see it in person. And uh, now that we're closer, we got to make that happen soon. But uh, Dave, I missed you last week. And how was your... Well, we're going to talk more about your trip in a little bit, but things been a little busy maybe over in Epcot? Yeah, yeah. It's been a little busy. First things first, I just picture that Justin is investing now in becoming an old man who sits around whittling. I am. Oh, I, I, Are you going to whittle? You know what's funny, Dave? I legitimately I have whittling. looked on Amazon multiple times at whittle sets, like the knives <laughs> that you can do to whittle. I would love that. That's that's right up my alley. And now that we've talked about it with your phone in the room, it's going to start popping on your Facebook as well now. I hope it does. Uh-huh. I, I think my phone, look, as old as my Amazon thinks I am, the male thinks Katie's <laughs> even older because she's already starting to get AARP stuff, which she's not Ooh. even close, you know, to doing that. Um, but yeah, no, I enjoy stuff like that, man. Anything with my hands, I, I enjoy. 
Amazing. Um, yes, uh, to answer your question, I have been busy. Uh, I finally got a, a week off work. Uh, it was I had seven consecutive days off work, which is the longest I've had since I rejoined the Disney company in February of 2021. Um, so I had an entire week off and went on a cruise, which we will be talking about. And then I came back and I f jumped f boots and all into the press event for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Uh, it has been super busy. Um, if you try to get a booking in Epcot right now, good luck to you because we're now moving into previews for our annual pass holders, DVC, some things like that. Um, but yeah, it's been super busy and I've ridden it five times. And? Oh, it is spectacular. It is excellent. I No spoilers. Uh, I have heard four of the six songs that are on, uh, that are available within it, and it is huge. So the pre-show is spectacular. That's what I keep hearing. Um, pre-show is really good. It's one of those things where we've learned from Avatar into Rise, um, into, Rise into Mickey and Minnie's, um, like just spectacular. Just so well done. Uh, the queue line is beautiful, amazing, uh, and really funny. And uh, because it's Guardians, and I'm, I continue to be impressed and find new things every time I go through it. That's very cool. So yeah, <clears throat> that whole thing with the pre-show. You know, it's funny you said that because we, had, I'd said before my dislike for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, and you just saying how that pre-show was so huge. When I did it, I didn't get to do a pre-show for that. There was no pre-show for it, and I yeah. kind of think, so. Laura and the girls just literally got back last night from Disney. They went down for a cheerleading competition this weekend, and they Hollywood Studios was one of the days that they did. And when they were down there, they actually got to do Mickey and Minnie's. And Laura, who wasn't crazy about it like I wasn't because she didn't do the pre-show, now that she saw it in a pre-show, she appreciates that ride a lot much, a lot more it than really what it really does. So I think that's very cool. And I actually rode Guardians the first time without its pre-show. Mm -hmm. It was just getting on the ride and riding it. And I was like, it's a really great ride. It was really cool. A great roller coaster. Rah, rah, rah. As soon as I had the pre-show to put it all in context, I went, oh, this is spectacular. Like, and it's one of those things where one of the, probably the thing I like most about Everest is the theming of it and the telling of the story. Mm -hmm. And part of me was like, when I just rode the ride, I was like, ah, I don't really know if like it competes with Everest because of that storytelling aspect. And as soon as I got the pre-show, I went, nah, this is, I think it's better. Okay. It might, it might be better. I believe that. Then Rise? Yeah. No. Or Everest. The, oh, mm -hmm. Everest. Uh, like... You're comparing a roller coaster to. I would hope it is better than Everest, though. Different. It should be. You're right. Everest is Everest is what years 15 old. years old. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, no, it's older than that, isn't it? Early 2000s, 2002. Yeah. So it's been. I mean, 20 like, years. It should be. Yeah, it should be better. Yeah. I would hope it's better. So, if not, wow. But Everest. <laughs> but, but here's the thing: is I've continued to say that. I think I prefer Everest over Rock and Roller Coaster. Everybody jumps to Rock and Roller Coaster I definitely because do. it flips upside down and it in theory it's the biggest, but I prefer Everest. And um yeah, so this is a great roller coaster. That's all I'm saying. I don't think I don't think Rock and Roller Coaster relates to anything past our generation. There's not 16-year-olds walking in going, oh, Steven Tyler. Right. Woo! Right. The only thing good about Rock and Roller Coaster is the initial launch. Right. 
And you get that with Guardians. Backwards. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a known <laughs> fact. It's not like we're saying, like, secrets out here. You know what I mean? Right. They they dropped that at a D23, like, two right. years ago. Right. So, I think just before COVID, they announced that one. So, yeah, uh, well, that that was how it was going to go. So, yeah, it's it's amazing. Awesome. It's, yeah, I can't wait to do an episode about it. Let me know when I'm allowed to do spoilers. <laughs> after uh, right, after cool. we do it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Right. Okay, cool. So, well, listen, there's no roller coasters on a Disney cruise line that we know of, not yet. So, But I do want to talk about your guys' trips because you guys got to experience a post-COVID cruise. Uh, a lot of people are looking to do that particular thing. A lot of people have that on their bucket list. A lot of people have done cruises for a long time and really wanted to get back. And there are some differences, and there's some things we've kind of mentioned before. Uh, we talked about a couple of other cruise things going on, especially our DDP uh, cruise that we have coming up. Certain things you should be aware of and whatnot. But I really want to hear how Disney is doing it, because that's more important to us, especially with this show, on what your what your experiences were. Uh, I want to kind of run through and get both of you guys' opinion. Uh, I want to start with... The port arrival, you know, one of the things that I know from doing a, from doing a Disney cruise, leaving out of Port Canaveral was pretty cool because obviously Disney owns the port and they, they run everything spectacularly. You know, Disney does everything right when it comes to, uh, you know, just getting the, the flow of everything. I know you guys left out of Miami, so I know there's a little bit of a difference leaving out of Port Canaveral. I've never left out of Miami for a Disney ship, but... So once you got there, what was your guys' experience when it came to the security, the COVID testing, and the overall boarding process? Now, I know that, uh, Justin, you were super nervous with the whole COVID testing thing. But, Dave, I want to get your opinion on how everything worked out with that. Um, my wife was so nervous about this. Like, She had joined a couple of Facebook groups which were talking about like people getting sent home from uh, the port and, uh, and the, as, as you said, like it's where it's being run by non Disney people. So that's always a little bit of a, uh, a hail Mary on how it's going to go kind of moment. And, um, it all went fairly smoothly for us. Um, yes, there was the moment where we had to test and, uh, but they had plenty of, uh, facilities available for it. Lots of staff to make it happen quick. And then there was this moment where you're sitting in this giant room and you're waiting for your number. <laughs> Uh, your reservation number to appear on a screen and, or you can look it up in the app. And so I'm watching the screen and my wife is watching the, um, watching the, the app and refreshing and we're both just sitting there and then people start standing up around us and getting to walk on board and celebrating and, and you're sitting there going, but, but my, my number hasn't come up yet. And, oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. And, uh, we had, we had tested the day before just to be on the safe side uh, so that we it gave us a little bit more peace of mind. And uh, and then we got through it and we got to walk on board. But it, it's like, you know that you're fine. You know that you've done everything right. Uh, the last couple of days leading up to the cruise, even I was wearing a mask for about, uh, in Disney World. Um uh, as an optional uh, element that weren't allowed to, I just didn't want anything to go wrong, and so, uh, and I was like, it, it will not be on me. <laughs> I was like, Melanie will kill me if I'm the reason we don't get on the ship. So I was like, trying to do the right thing, and so you've done everything in your control, but there's still some elements that aren't in your control, just in life, and so I was like, oh, I really hope so. this goes fine, and we got there, Justin. Yeah, no, it, it, everyone knows. I, I talked about it a little bit on the Patreon last week. I had a cold the week before. Oh, 
and I was Ooh. freaking out. I got it from Riley. We took Riley to the doctor. She was negative, and then so I literally was testing every day. I, and I was, <laughs> I told our friend is an MP, and, and I saw her, and, and she, I goes, just throw the book at it. And I had like a Z pack and steroids, and I it was taking everything under the sun to like knock out whatever I had. And um, it was just a mild cough, and I was like, oh no, you know what? Oh, this is horrible. I can't believe this. And I was testing every single evening leading up to it. And every time, test, negative, test, negative, test, negative. And I was jamming that thing way up in there, swirling it around. You know, I was like, if it's in there, I'm finding it. And uh, I'm going to figure this out. And uh, luckily enough, no, got to port. You know, we were lucky enough to sail. Uh, it was just Katie and I, a little different crews. And this is why it's, a, this is going to be such an informational episode for so many people. Because Dave and I, although we both sailed on the Disney Magic, we both went out of Miami, we did have a little bit of a different cruise because you went with the family and I went just as an adult uh, trip. Um, but we sailed with Rick and Corey, Reagan, and man, the four of us doing that testing, we all kind of looked at each other like, all right, here we go. Like, here, you know, this is it. And they hand you the test and you self-test. You know, they don't, they don't test you. You self-test. And um, I was shocked, Dave, at how tiny the testing after i've been doing it for like four days and shoving it way up in my nose how tiny the actual testing was you know didn't have to go that far up in the nose uh compared to the ones i was doing at home so i was like okay i feel better about this and also i think that's good for people to know if you're traveling with kids that maybe your kids have never tested before that it's not a stranger doing it to them it would be you as a parent would be the one uh administering the test to them and through school and a few things like that and a few events that uh, Charlotte has done, our six-year-old, um, she's done a few tests, but we really hadn't needed to do too many for Victoria, our youngest. And so testing a two-year-old, we and Melanie knew that it was going to be her conducting it, so we'd actually done some practices uh, with a couple of random tests, uh, uh, rapid tests here at the house, just, just to be like, this is how it's going to work. We're going to do this, and we count to five as we twirl it, and then we count out to five again and just yeah so it is that comfort level of you testing yourself it's not yes a stranger poking your brain <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah exactly but dave's right it's uh, once you get through that 15 minutes of waiting um you know we got emails you get emails too so you can do the app emails or the screen um i was oh. just refreshing my email refreshing my email there was there was people in that room who found god in that moment i'm yeah. so, i'm certain like there were, there were well, people who suddenly the, got very religious the worst thing is able to test this is when you're watching the screen it'll be like you only see the number you don't see names but you see the number and it's like ready to board or clear to board clear to board clear to board return to testing and you're like oh no you would see those people you're like oh no uh but no after that it was pretty much to normal mike and the boarding process was the same yeah i mean once you once you go through that you uh go through they go through your documents and and make sure you know if you're using a passport or a birth certificate um whatever you're using to board the ship illegally uh they check that and I will say this, because you have a port arrival time, and they are very strict about the port arrival time, the crowds are very light compared to, you know, let's say Port Canaveral, whenever sometimes you get there and it's two, three, four, five hundred people in that terminal trying to board the ship, you know, as early as possible. So this was a little different. Um, we didn't board till one o'clock. So when we walked on the ship, it was actually pretty cool because there was no one in the atrium except for the, the casting cast and crew on board um and the neat part was they still did the welcome suitor family you know and uh welcome home suitor family that's like and that's the greatest thing ever to hear um so yeah once you get through the testing 
it's pretty much back to normal as far as the embarkation process. Very cool. Uh, one thing that I remember from our cruise when we did it together was the uh, mustard drills and the, the what anything different with that? Did they do anything? I remember from being on cruises, Disney and other like, you would get on the uh, the deck and you would all go out and you would all stand side by side and go through the whole you know emergency process drill. Did they do anything different with this? Like, how did this work? Was it a something that was different post COVID? Yes, hundred percent. So, uh, one. There's been a few things in Disney that I either wish had stayed or I'm glad they stayed because of COVID. Like, I wish we still had social distancing in Disney. That would be amazing. <laughs> As I'm standing in Splash Mountain the other week and there's just people right on my back. I'm like, oh, I miss my dots on my lines on the ground uh, that were telling people to stay away. Um, but this was a really unique Setup. So let me explain mustard drill real quickly for those who have not sailed Disney Cruise Line. Pre-COVID, you had to go to mustard drill. Um, and what that was, it was at like 3.30 or 4 o'clock uh, each day you sailed on the day you disembark or embark. I'm sorry. And you have to go to a certain station. The station is on your key to the world card. So, for instance, I have mine right in front of me. Mine was in. So you would find where you are on the ship, wherever the in uh, muster station is, and you would go there and you would stand, and they would do this whole presentation of how to don a life jacket, where to go, what's the process in case something happens, blah, 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 all that good stuff. And you would stand there for 15, 20, 30 minutes sometimes waiting for all the families to get there for that station until they could make sure that everyone's been there to do it. Now, thank you, technology, you now go to your muster station, you get on the app, you take a picture, you scan in uh, right there where you're at, and you are done. There is a video you can watch on the app. There are also videos that play around the cruise ship, and it plays in your stateroom, and they also play it at 4 p.m. on the dot, no matter where you are. If you're at a bar, they shut down the bar, and the screen pops on with the mustard drill information on all the safety stuff. But other than that, you don't have to stand there. And look, when you have kids... That's the toughest thing to do because unless you're the lucky one that gets to go into the Walt Disney Theater or maybe into one of the bars or restaurants, but if you're standing out on one of the decks and it's 90 degrees outside and you have a three- or four-year-old and you're holding them and they're falling asleep for their midday nap, which Riley always did at Mustard Drill, um, and it, it's just it's taxing. This was so much more relaxing, so much better. I hope it stays forever. Dave, you agree? 100% it is one as you said one of the best things to have come out of it and it needs to stay this is the way to do it now I know Justin you Katie used to like the navigators you would get those pieces of paper that would come under the slip you know come under the door every day <laughs> and give you all your stuff was there any differences with when it came to not having the paper stuff and are they still have the key to the world cards okay so this is a sore subject in our house um, and I know it is in Dave's too because I talked to Melanie yep. about it is so before when you sailed pre-COVID, then even it, even towards let, let's say like middle 2019, like late they they were starting to kind of phase out the paper navigators. Um, a navigator is something that has your daily activities list uh, on it, and it was one sheet of paper front and back, and it, it was Katie would take her highlighter and highlight everything, and they've gone now strictly to the app. And not only that, I I did a little digging because I, I knew a people a couple people on board. Now you cannot get a paper navigator because they have gotten rid of the printers. Those printers are gone. Uh, they do not have them on board anymore. And so those printers that would always print those paper navigators were there. Um, and also a, a difference in 
the key to the world card, which was big for me. And I know Dave, I kind of mentioned it to you when you were going, I was like, yeah, they're, they're going to be on your stateroom door. And you're like, what is you no longer get your key to the world card, which is your everything on a Disney cruise. It is how you get in your room. It is how you pay for everything. It's your identification getting on and off the ship. I mean, it's everything. Um, and it was in an envelope sealed. I will say this like securely sealed. Um, on your fish hanger, you know, your, your mail uh, right there at the door. Um, so that was a little different. The fact that you didn't have that when you first got on the ship, you had to go to your room first to get it. Dave, this, I mean, I, it didn't really affect me. The, the key to the world card, the paper navigator thing doesn't affect me either. Um, I think we'll talk about the app probably in a little bit. But uh, for me, I know Katie hated not having a paper navigator. Yeah, um, my wife enjoys having a paper navigator as well. Um, it's just something tangible. Um, I'm, but I mean, the, this is this is one of those things that uh, we already saw coming long before. It's like people going, "Oh, I hate having to mobile order my food at Disney World." We were already headed that direction before COVID happened. COVID just kind of moved it along a little bit and made everybody have to get on board real fast. Um, so. Uh, yeah, that was weird. It was also, yeah, as you said, weird not getting your, not getting your card uh, in the port. Like walking on that first time, there's something about like tapping onto the ship and saying "I have arrived." Whereas mm. they were like, "Hey, you're on the ship," and we're like, oh, "Okay, cool." And then you got to your room, and yeah, it was sealed, so you knew that nobody had touched it. Nobody's been in your room. Nobody has like a spare copy of it or anything. But yeah, it was. I'll agree with both of those things being weird. And well, also okay. in the room was um, in the room was your lanyards, like everything. Everything was in the room. And actually, I got to give a shout out because um, it was my birthday cruise. Um, we set sail the day after my birthday, and I got to my room, and Mickey had thrown up birthday stuff just all over my room, from stuff hanging from the ceilings to uh, I mean, like decorations everywhere. And a bottle of champagne, some some chocolates. I mean, all like all this Disney swag was there. And um, I got I got to give a big thank you to my buddy uh, that was sailing with me because he 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 made sure my birthday was uh, super special there in the room. I, I felt like a little kid, man. I walked in that thing. There was this. He I had this big tie, this like monster tie, and it said, "It's my big day." And I wore it to dinner the first night, you know, and he was like, I didn't know if you'd wear it. I'm like, of course I'm going to wear it. What are you talking about? You know, of so, course you were going to. That was yeah. never even up for discussion. A hundred percent. So, uh, but yeah, it, it, it was different, but I felt secure. I felt secure with it. Dave, my wife's got a, uh, she was not happy with the uh, mobile ordering uh, with this on this last trip. Just a side note a little bit. When you mentioned the mobile ordering thing, she went with about five cheerleaders to go to, uh, to go to ABC commissary. They placed a huge order for food, got in, and there was no place to sit. So that was kind of tough standing there with five cheerleaders and trays and trays of food and no place to sit. So I know on previous yeah. trips, you kind of go in, you grab your spot, you grab your food and all's good. So uh, when you see Laura on the Disney cruise ship uh, on the uh, on the Disney trip or the DDP uh, trip. Don't mention mobile ordering being a good thing. She's not happy with that. All right. So just between us, you know, just you know, between okay. us. So we'll keep that. We'll keep that yeah. Yeah. on the quiet. Sore subject in the Slophy household. <laughs> So, but that's cool. Now, Justin, we used the uh, Disney Cruise Line app uh, when we were on our trip. Did you see any di differences to that? Or Dave, I know you know the app for pretty well. Did you see anything that was different than that, that, you know, kind of post-COVID-wise? Um, 
No, not really. I thought they did a good job of communicating well and clearly where you needed to be. Um, it, 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 it's good. It's fun. They, they keep everything up to date. Um, uh, one thing that I think needs to be clear, uh, clearer, and it will be as we progress, and I'm sure we're probably going to talk about it in a few moments, is uh, character elements on the app. Um, they, they kind of, they say, there will be a character appearance <laughs> in the atrium <laughs> on the fourth floor. And you're like, who? <laughs> and none of that be? is, com- uh, do I, do I get to guess? Like, what is this? This is fun. Um, so yeah, who should I dress as? And particularly given that uh, dressing um, to meet the characters is uh, such a big part, particularly uh, of any Disney vacation, but particularly of a Disney cruise. Like, you don't want to show up wearing your best captain's attire and it'd be Pirate Mickey. Uh, that doesn't make any sense and vice versa. So, like, um, so there were some challenges with that. But generally speaking, um, the, the app works well. Um, and, yeah. Some good, clear information. Um, It's hard to find, like, Melanie was like, where do I find the drink of the day? Yes, right? I agree. Because, like, when you get the the paper version, like, up the top it says, the drink of the day, and sunrise will be at this time, and all of these sorts of information that was given on your uh, paper navigator. And it was hard to find some of that information sometimes. But generally, we were okay with it. Yeah, I think it's fine. I I 100% agree with Dave on the character thing. We'd be like, and look, we're an adult trip, but we still wanted to go see characters. And it would be like, character appearance. And Katie would be like, well, what character? Because that determines if we're going to make our way down to the atrium from, you know, laying by the adult pool. And um, you just didn't know. And then my other my, my other grievance with the app, and I, I, overall, it was fantastic. It was great. I could see the dinner menus. I could do everything I wanted. Um you know, Dave, you know, has spent more time on cruise ships than anyone I know, especially Disney cruise ships. I'm a platinum cruiser. This is my 12th cruise. Is I I like the human aspect of being face-to-face with a Disney cast member. And now they've gone more to, um, for example, when I got on board, I wanted to try to book Palo Brunch, which I've never had a problem with before. I wasn't able to get it before I got on board because I already had a dinner booked and we booked it so late that, you know, there was no availability. But I know that as a platinum cruiser, I can probably walk up and say, Hey, I'd really appreciate a Palo brunch. Anytime you can get it for me, any day that's available, I'll take it. And, um, normally there's a desk set up to where you can go and either, either change from late dining to early dining or early dining to late dining. You can talk to the Palo, uh, manager and, and see what they can do for you. And I started asking around, I asked at guest services like, Oh, just message through the app. And then I talked to another person like, just just message Palo through the app. And I'm like, I don't want to message them through the app. I want to speak to someone. And I happen to run into the Palo manager as he's walking through the atrium. I'm like, hey, you're the guy I need. Come here. Let's talk. <laughs> I pulled him aside and I'm like, hey, I introduced myself. I was like, we're on board. We're happy to be back. Palo's our jam. I'm excited to be back. Can you please in any way, I'm wearing my black lanyard, can you please in any way work this out? And he was like, oh, yeah. He was like, I'll call your stateroom here in a couple hours and see what I can do. And sure enough, he did. And he got it worked out. I was going to say, you got face-to-face with somebody and it happened, didn't it? Exactly. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> and I, yep. know that if, I know that if I can get face-to-face, I can make it work 99.9% of the time. But through a text, through an app, I have no personal attachment, uh, uh, no personal relationship with the person. 
this speaks volumes about you and I and how we communicate because I am the same way. I get frustrated with an app or even a phone call. I'm like, I want, like, give me an opportunity to talk to somebody in person. Yeah. I'm going to make this happen. Oh, instantly we start talking about strawberry soup and the uh, grape and gorgonzola pizza that used to be on the menu. All the great things that are there and like the 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 cast that we've had before. I mean, you know. So I'm like, once I can have that and we can chat about it, I know for a fact you're gonna get me Palo brunch, right? Wink, wink. So that was my only other gripe. Such charm, such charm. Charm wins all the time. <laughs> Who could say no to that face anyway? I don't blame you. <laughs> I couldn't say no. I would have gotten your pile of brunch and dinner. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Um, I, one of the big questions, amongst a couple of other questions we're going to answer during this, tri- during this trip, sail away party. I think we weren't sure if there was going to be a big sail away party. I know it was one of those things. Uh, Dave, you took part in a lot of sail away parties all throughout your career. I mean, you, this was a big part of your, your life. So were you able to check that box when it came to having a good sail away party? Deck parties have returned, and I couldn't have been more excited. We we saw some videos of what they were doing during um, during the peak of COVID, and when they restarted, and these like uh, appear and wave and walking and all sorts of things, and uh, it didn't have the same vibe. It didn't have the same. It, it's your castle moment. It's your walking into Magic Kingdom and looking at the castle. That sail away party where they sound the horn, they count you down, and it goes off, and everybody, and streamers fly. Like, it's an iconic part of a Disney cruise, and its return has been momentous and necessary and fulfilling. Do you know how bad I want one of those inflatable Mickey hands? <laughs> How great is that thing? <laughs> they they did uh, they did release a new uh, show for um, Sail and Wave or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something uh, like that. I think it's called. And uh, yes, they have giant hands, Mickey hands. And oh. yeah, I see that you would want one of those. They're amazing. I would put them all <laughs> over the front yard. That would be incredible. So no, Sail and Wave is fun. I, there's a video out there of me dancing in the kids zone. Um, yes, there is. Because they do in the middle. Oh no, of the ship. I I didn't see that. I th- I just saw a bunch of children dancing. Oh, you, you saw a bunch one? of kids? Yeah, I mean, we're the yeah. same height, so it doesn't really matter. Okay, good. So it's good. Um, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the kid with the beard because I didn't shave before I went on the cruise. So, um, the, <laughs> just to tell uh, me and the other apart. kid with the beard next to me. Um, oh, good. The, they have a kids-only area right in the middle of the ship, and that's new over the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, which is genius, man. I love that they did that. That's great. Yep, the, it was needed because you'd wind up with like six adults standing in the front row. And yeah, it wouldn't like, be me for sure. Jerks. Sorry. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. Why would I do that? <laughs> I knew all the I knew I knew all the dance moves though, so I could be up there and just be a part of the show. Yeah, about that. <laughs> Sail away, awesome. Very cool. Uh, we did talk a little bit about dining. You were mentioning Palo, but what were some of your other dining experiences? I know they had the uh, Animator Palette, the Lumiere, Rapunzel's Royal Table. What did you guys get to experience? What have you done before? And did you see any kind of differences between the two, between you know pre-COVID and post-COVID? Let me ask a question really quickly so I know. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> the last time I was on the Disney Magic was 2016 uh, doing the crossing, the transatlantic crossing. Um, the Magic is, now Now that I've sailed it twice, I've sailed the Wonder twice as well. Uh, the Dream the most, the Fantasy twice. Um, when was the last time you were on the Magic, Dave? Last time we were on Disney Magic was 20... 20- 17, 2018. Okay, so you hadn't seen these, you hadn't seen the refurb either. 
We saw the Rapunzel room. Yeah. You did see it. Okay, so you got on right yeah. after it came out dry dock. Yes. Okay, awesome. Yes. So this was my first time seeing. Oh, okay. Since refurb. Amazing. What'd you think? It's not very often that I get a Disney Cruise Line new experience, and I was so excited. I mean, I'll start with the animator's palette. Um, it's the same. It's fine. You know, I, I enjoy animators. It's funny when you're not there with kids well, how much more fun same, you can have. Huh? Right. It's now interactive where you get to, like, draw and yes. pictures Well, appear. it's the same. It, what they did was they took it to what you do on the Dream and the Fantasy and brought Correct. it to the magic. To where now, on, now we had um, animated. This was weird. And I want to see if you had this too. You know, Disney Cruise Line is known for their rotational dining. First in the first in the industry to ever do it. You know, to where you go from restaurant to restaurant, and your your wait staff follows you from restaurant to restaurant. Yes. So you have the same wait staff, but uh, not around. in a weird, creepy way. Now, <laughs> a little bit. No. So the uh, on on you, typically on the key to the world card, it'll say your rotational dining. It'll say like you know for for some like this, it would be like. Uh, A-R-L. For, you had animators first, then Rapunzel's, and then Lumiere's. Then it would just repeat, right, if you're on a longer cruise. Right. Dude, we went to animators two nights in a row. Twice in a row. That's a first yep. for me. Um, on some of your longer cruises, that would sometimes happen. Um, that, I've like never had it happen. On 7, really? 14, oh, even okay. 14 nighters. Um, I feel like it might have been a COVID. That's what I'm thinking too. I was thinking was, the same thing. That was still there. Um, I knew it was something that like would occasionally happen, but um, but yeah, I think it was probably because that happened with us. We went, um, we were four nights. So we went. Wait, we were, were five. five nights. You're five. You're same yeah, as us. Yeah, we were five. Yeah. Yeah. So we went. Um, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, Lumia, Lumia, Animators. Yeah, we went animators, animators, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, Lumiers. Lumiers. Yeah, yeah. So interesting. Um, yeah, I think it might just be a um, a, a remaining element from that. Um, I wasn't upset about it. Were you? No, no, no. I was fine with it. Actually, to be honest, it made it easier um, because when we planned our Palo evening, um, I had I had a dining reservation for Palo, and Rick had a dining reservation for Palo. And we, we were just going to change either one of them to four um, and cancel the other one since we added the brunch. And so it made it easier when we looked. We were like, okay, well, we know we're at Animators twice here. We're at Rapunzel's twice here. We know they're going right. to be this you know, show, and we can plan on doing you know it that night. And so it actually made it a little easier on us at the time. Um, I enjoy Animators uh, a lot. It's, it's a fun experience. I had done it before quite a few times. So it was nothing new, but l moving to Rapunzel's. Actually, let's talk about Lumiere's first. Lumiere's is beautiful. I mean, it really is. Lumiere's it, is stunning. Lumiere's had the best menu of the cruise. I agree, hundred percent. I agree. Yep. Um, we got stuff on our final night in animators brought over from the Lumiere's. Yes. Okay, let's talk that about we... that because a lot of people don't know you can do that. You can oh, order yeah. from any menu. Like, let's say you're going to Lumiere's. Uh, or you're going to Rapunzel's and you see something on Lumiere's that you like, you can order from the other menus and they can get that for you. Let me tell you another little secret that I learned mm. on this cruise. The great and powerful Rick Reagan, okay? Mm. When we got there the first night, he told our server, he said, hey, I know you can't do it tonight, but starting tomorrow... For our appetizer, pre-appetizer, because, you know, you need a pre-appetizer before you get to the appetizer. Of course. He's like, we would like a huge plate of cheese sticks. Now, here's the thing. 
Moth, this is our secret, guys. No one else, seriously, no one else can find this out. Mozzarella sticks aren't anywhere on the ship for guests. They're nowhere on the ship for guests. So he's flexing. They're only <laughs> they're only in the crew. I love crew quarters. <laughs> and they're not always in the crew. Sometimes they're just available in the officers' mess. Yeah, but if you request it every single it's, day, we had he's gonna kill me right now for giving this secret out. He's gonna <laughs> he's flipping a table right <laughs> he's now. He's never gonna get a cheese stick on a cruise ship again. <laughs> They're going to be like, yeah, we had to stop doing that we because some doing guy that named Rick ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. I mean, and you don't, it sounds so simple, but when you got there, we did the wine service and, you know, here's this great bottle of wine popped open and we would have mozzarella sticks and this great <laughs> wine to start the meal. Oh, it was fantastic. And there was one, the second day in, in, uh, in Animators, um, we went, we made a deal, all four of us, that we'd only order off the kids menu. And so they end up bringing us oh, out the kids' goodness. plates and doing the Mickey ketchup and everything. Yes. <laughs> it was awesome, man. It was a lot of fun. Um, Lumiere's is beautiful, but let's talk Rapunzel's really quickly because this is a unique experience. You know, on the Wonder, they have Tiana's, which is a very similar to where you get a stage show along with your dinner. For me, it was yep. absolutely incredible. I love the fact that you got some singing, dancing, uh, you know, some jokes thrown in there. Um, the restaurant itself is stunning. I mean, stunning. Uh, when we first got on the cruise ship, the first day, we went back there, and there was no one in there, but it was open. We went back and just took some pictures and hung out and kind of checked yep. it out. It's a stunning restaurant. It's a great, it's great, great evening. I really recommend if you do sail on the Magic, don't miss that night. Yeah. Um, and worth knowing the only um, – from a parent point of view with small children – is that the Rapunzel, if you add for us, we had two nights at Rapunzel's up front. And so our Rapunzel performance night, you only get one of them where you get the performance. And our Rapunzel performance night was the night that Rapunzel wasn't appearing on stage at... Uh, Correct at the Walt Disney Theater, so it then crea- created a little bit of a ah, uh, and Melanie with planning costumes and what people were wearing to dinner all got thrown out of whack. But it is what it is. So, um, but just something to be aware of. So it did they not perform s- at all? No. So on they our did it first the other night, night on board, they flipped it right. Correct. Right. Okay. Correct. So on our first night on board, there was uh, Rapunzel in the Walt Disney Theater. So it was just a regular dining experience in the restaurant, and the following evening. Something else was happening in the Walt Disney Theater, and um, Rapunzel, Hookhand, and one of the others came to visit and played games and sang and performed. Um, one of my favorite things is that there are three hidden Pascals around the Rapunzel restaurant to go looking for, and like little chameleons just hiding, doing his thing. It was great. Corey, you hear that? We missed this. We're going to have to go find these again, because we were talking about the lack of Pascal. <laughs> Well, now Corey needs another cruise. All right, perfect. All right. Very cool. Justin, I know you talked about Palo a little bit. Uh, Dave, mm. were you able to get on Palo at all? And uh, did you get any kind of reservations for that? I know you, sometimes with the kids, it's a little bit tough. It was. Uh, we didn't plan on going to Palo because uh, sailing with two small children and uh, Victoria being two uh, meant that they, she and they're not operating Flounders Reef Nursery yet meant that she didn't have childcare available. Mm-hmm. However, 
once we were on board um, and in like the week leading up to it, we found out that uh, a friend of Melanie's from Walt Disney World, uh, like 10 plus years ago when they used to perform together, was sailing with her husband and their child who was also two. Uh, they had originally had plans where her mother was going to be sailing with them and was going to be taking care of their two-year-old, and her mother broke her foot, unfortunately, and had to cancel the, her cruise. So suddenly they were like, well, how do we eat at Palo? So Melanie and I took care of an additional uh, child for a couple of hours while they ate at Palo one evening um, to make sure that they were able to have that celebration. And in return, uh, they offered to uh, take care of uh, Victoria if we were able to organize something. So um, we spoke to the right people. Uh, and had a few connections on board who ended up speaking to the right person. And suddenly we were invited to a Palo brunch, which I have said time and time again is the best dining option experience in the Disney company that 100%. I have ever had. Yep. That it is hands down the most exceptional experience you can ask for. Let's talk Palo brunch. It's, Let's talk Palo brunch. It is. So good that it's it's the words literally leave me from from explaining how great this is. Um, Mike, you did Palo brunch. No, we did Palo dinner together. Did we? I thought we did brunch no, too. It was dinner. Right? We didn't do brunch. We just did the dinner. It was okay. uh, it was our well, whole brunch, crew. Right. Brunch typically, what you get is you get a huge buffet, a huge spread of uh, different things that you can do. Um, you can enjoy. This it's not completely back to normal yet because of COVID. I was speaking to someone on board um, who would know, and he says they're expecting to bring back the buffet in the next month or so, month and a half or so. <gasps> um, so hopefully that is on its way back. But even without it, everything comes out that you could want. I mean, it, you still get the um, the antipasta. You still, get, I mean, like it, it's unbelievable. Katie, we sat down. I said, hey. I said, I have two requests, if you can do it. You know, always throw on. We're Platinum Cruisers. Two requests. <laughs> now, I'm always saying this Platinum Cruiser thing because it became a joke after a while, and I'll tell you the joke. Here yeah, it did. I bet it did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two things we request. My wife would love the strawberry soup. Actually, I said three things. My wife oh, would goodness. love the strawberry soup. I would love for the table a grape and gorgonzola pizza. Now, for those of you listening... The strawberry soup and the grape and gorgonzola pizza has not been on the menu for the past almost four years. At least. Yeah. I think go the grape pizza is even longer. Yeah. Yeah. And we would love some sticky buns because sticky buns weren't on the menu for Palo, for Palo Brunch, which typically mm. that's a staple. Mm-hmm. So he says, first off, huge shout out to my man. Love him. I was with him twice. He was amazing. Marco and Palo. Dude, amazing! You're my man. I he, you know, there's certain cast members. Whenever you are on a Disney cruise, you're on a Disney vacation that go above and beyond to make your uh, your trip magical. He is one of those people. I mean, he. We became such good friends, and we were chatting. We we even got into like, you know, being lactose. We're both lactose intolerant. We spoke about that for quite a while. Wow. Yeah, we're buddies. Wow. My man. I gave him so many lactose. He did never. He never knew there was lactose intolerant pills, and I hooked him up with like sixty for his crossing. Got him covered. Anyway, love Marco. Um, he said. He said, "Let me talk to the chef." He comes back. He says, 
unfortunately, I can't do sticky buns. They're not ready. Oh. You know, it takes a while. You gotta bake those. Oh. But I can do your grape and gorgonzola, and I can do your strawberry soup. And I'm like, two out of three ain't bad. I want to hug you, man. I'm like, come <laughs> here. Let's, you know, this wait, is the first time we've you, been around. Wait, did you hug him? I did hug him. Oh, I hugged him. Yeah, I of got course a you did. With him, yeah, we're yeah. we're buddies. We're gonna keep in contact. Um, Palo brunch is so good. It's amazing. Mike, they have a Mickey waffle mm-hmm. that is the size of your head. I believe it. Like I, I took a picture of it. Like it is this big. For those people that are listening to this as a podcast, because it's a podcast, <laughs> I'm holding my hands around it's, my head. It's very <laughs> like, visual for an audio show. On an audio yeah. show. It's yeah, great. yeah, great. Dave did great. Dave's new here. Leave him alone. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's amazing. This thing is gigantic. Like, and it comes out on this giant plate. Um, we had so much delicious food. It was incredible. Um, my wife. Every single time, my wife eats prosciutto mm-hmm. anywhere. Yep. I'm talking; she can get it sliced straight off the off the meat thing at um at Publix, and she'll eat it and go, "It's great. It's no Palo Brunch prosciutto, but it's great. There is something about that prosciutto at Palo Brunch, I, and it did not disappoint." Um. I had a Bloody Mary that oh, was just me too. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. It was really good. Um, so, yeah. No, it is the most exceptional dining experience available in the Disney brand, and I will die on this hill. Now, let me say this. <laughs> I also did Palo Dinner. So I did Palo Brunch, and I did Palo Dinner. Um, we only had, like, one babysitting option, and yeah, we took Palo yeah. Brunch. Um, so, Palo uh, Dinner is a, a little bit different. Um, they do have the same prefix menu. For those of you who don't know, the min- the price of Palo went up. Um, it did. It, it's up to forty five dollars now. Significantly, yeah. Like yeah, it, it used, used to be, to be 30. Like twenty bucks. Yeah, it was twenty back in the well, day. We get one for wow. free with being platinum because we're platinum. <laughs> Once again, a visual <laughs> on, a, on an audio show. I'll let you imagine. Um, I'm really glad that yeah. that wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the. Uh, we went to Palo Dinner. I, I just look. I it's it's great. It's fantastic. But uh, if you have to choose, guys, and if you're doing Disney Cruise, do everything you can to get the brunch. The dinner they still have the um, forty five dollars. You pretty much get like a appetizer, entree, dessert. Which the chocolate souffle is the go to for the dinner. You can't get that at brunch. Um, they, uh, but then you can also do a la carte ordering at the dinner now, which is a little different. So for oh. me. Okay. Yeah, it, it's it's strange, man, because you can do like the steak and it's thirty five dollars, or you can add on and you can do all that. So it could really Palo could get pretty pricey if you started adding on quite a bit. Um, but for me, the Palo dinner was good. The Palo brunch, incredible. Very cool. Uh, speaking of food, and that we've been kind of diving into this a little bit, did any of you guys do any kind of quick service stuff or any kind of room service? Uh, we got room service on one of the mornings for breakfast because it was going to be, yeah, we, like, those kids are waking us up early, man. We only did it for one of them. Like, I know you get room service get every day. No, I just want to go to bed. I do it every single night. I had a six-year-old and a two-year-old. I just want to go to bed. I'm not waiting for I said, Dave, are <laughs> like, you ready for this? I'm, oh. not I'm not kidding you, okay? We watched National Treasure at least 
32 times on this cruise. <laughs> <laughs> it was just on repeat, wasn't it? Here's how bad this was. I texted Dave on his cruise, <laughs> and I asked him a question about the in-room entertainment. What was it, Dave? Um, I, I can't remember. What did you so ask what, me? If something was streaming in the room. No, uh, dude, I I'd asked Dave, are the me. Simpsons streaming in the room uh, yet yeah. or not? And he said like, no. no. So, But they do have some stuff in the room. They have movies, shows, stuff like that. You can you can stream, <laughs> and uh, the, all they had that we could sleep to was National Treasure. So we watched it at least five Amazing. or six times every Amazing. single night. But every single night when we come back to the room, we do room service, and it's not a small order ever. It is. I even on those nights where I go, I'm really full. Maybe I'll just get a little something. And Katie goes, Yeah, me too. I'm feeling the same way. And then I get on the phone, and the menu's in front of me, and, and they go. Oh, hello, Mr. Justin. How's your evening? What can I get you? And I go, oh, thank you. Uh, evening was great. Um, I'll take a uh, grilled cheese, <laughs> a um, chicken noodle soup, a bowl of grapes, um, a pepperoni pizza. Um, babe, wings? Yeah. Okay. We'll do some yeah, chicken yeah, wings, wings. Uh, extra blue cheese, um, oh, chocolate chip dude. cookies, seven apple juices. Um, anything? Oh, a bucket of ice, please. Bucket of ice. Um, oh, and the key lime pie sounds great. Uh, yeah, that'll be. Oh, you, you know what? Let me do the BLT too. Okay, thank you. All right, bye. That's my conversation every single night. You should just say, "Do you see the menu?" Yes. <laughs> just, just bring the menu. Yes. Um, there's a there's a there's a long-standing joke uh, in the cruise line industry where we say that yes, you come on as a guest and you leave as freight. <laughs> um, because there's a lot of eating that happens on board. Yes, uh, and also the quick. You're asking about the quick serves. We love the quick serves up by the um, the pool decks. Lots oh, of yeah. great options up there. Um, and, we always go um, to Daisy Delights, which has ooh. the salads and the sandwiches. Um, that's kind of our go-to. Okay, like so, really quickly, we um, we're, we're cabanas. Is it still called mm, Cabanas? Yeah, yes. Cabanas. Yeah. Um, which is your main place where a lot of people eat on the first day, and we usually end up eating there a couple of times throughout um, lunches or uh, go there for breakfast I enjoy. And uh, day one, like on the cruise, I meant to say this earlier, we walk in, we're sitting at Cabanas, and we're sitting down and one of the beverage servers comes past and he goes, hey, were you looking to get any of the beverage packages while you're on board? Maybe mm. buy some beers in advance. And he looks at me and he stops and he goes, didn't you used to work here? I was like, hey, Ferry, how are you? <laughs> He's like, yeah, hi. Like we, right throughout the cruise, like we got a, people every single day that would stop us in hallways and be like, you used to work here, didn't you? Like, yeah, we, because my wife and I worked on board that ship for 18 months nearly, like on and off, did three contracts there. So we, yeah, we got to know a lot of people and there's people still there. We were last on that ship in 2010. So more than a dozen years ago. And these people are like, I know you. We're like, well, hi. You know what's <laughs> funny, man? <clears throat> was as I got on board, I'm talking to people. I'm talking, you know, we're constantly talking. And I Dropping would go, yeah, like my, uh, one of my really good friends was just on board this cruise before. He's Australian. Uh, and uh, they go, oh, Aussie Dave. 
And I'm like, does he introduce himself like that? <laughs> yeah. It's a brand. Steer into brand. it. It's a brand. <laughs> like, how have you not realized this yet? This is not something I, I reserve for I love it. like oh, any that's like, so anyway. great. <laughs> I do hear there is yeah, a, yeah, there is a new Washi Dave though, I heard. Yeah, the, yeah, there is a new Aussie Dave. <laughs> yeah. uh, for those of you not on my uh, personal Facebook, I uh, met a guy named Dave from Australia that works for the Disney company, and I immediately started rolling up the sleeves on my full plaid and said, "All right, this is it. We're about to throw down because there can only be one." Um, the next DDP shirt is just going to be Dave's face, and it's just going to say Aussie Dave. It's a brand. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. So, can that be a shirt? Yeah. I, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, hundred percent. Aussie Dave, it's a brand. <laughs> Love oh it. Um, so, yeah, so we uh, thoroughly enjoyed visiting uh, all of those locations and having random people recognize us and um, I'd be like, don't you work here? And we're like, not in more than a decade, but sure, yes. <laughs> so, um, But, yeah, those quick service places and the food all over the ship was wonderful. Very cool. Uh, you know, one thing that we've seen change over the Disney company, obviously during the whole COVID time, in the parks especially, was the entertainment. You know, I mean, one of those things where it came to these shows like Lion King and whatnot, a lot of them got put on hiatus because of that. Um, what was your guys' experience when it came to the entertainment there? Uh, example, the stage shows, the Twice Charm, the original Twist and Cinderella story, uh, the Disney Dream, the Enchanted Classic, or Tangled the Musical. Did you guys actually get to do those? Were they in full effect? Was it modified because of COVID kind of stuff? Uh, how did that work out? Um, the entertainment is back and it is happening and it is wonderful. Uh, we had uh, all three of those performances happening. Uh, we were actually the second cruise, which means Justin was the third cruise mm -hmm. for the return of Twice Charmed, uh, which is one of my favorite shows and my wife's, uh, one of our favorite shows on on Disney Cruise Line, across all of them, there's just, there's, there's uh, and if you haven't been on a cruise, I apologize. I think it's actually based on Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time, I think it's called. Ooh, something like yeah, that. I think you're oh, yeah. right, actually, now yeah. that I think about so, it. Yeah. Mm, so it's actually like a staged musical version of that. Um, and there's some wonderful songs. It begins with a song called All Because of a Shoe. Uh, that gets stuck oh, in our head. Of our shoe. Um, and so it's wonderful. And th But there's this moment where um, uh, uh, the prince, everything has rewound and they're reliving these scenes and the prince is being told that he's going to marry um, one of the stepsisters and, um, and he... And he literally pulls a piece of the curtain from up on one of the balcony areas mm -hmm. where he's standing. And he's latched on and harnessed in and all of this. But then he zip lines on this piece of curtain as it tears away. And he like jumps down onto the stage and then into the audience. And he takes off up the stairs. And there's this moment where they're chasing through the the uh, through the um, through the stairs and throughout the auditorium. And people are singing. And there's the footman is doing his bit. And everybody's chasing. And it's this beautiful crescendo of music. And it's just so interactive and fun. Like you get drawn into that moment. And I love it. Um, it was phenomenal. Uh, their iconic show of uh, Tangled was great. I think the snuggly duckling scene of um, I've Got a Dream is probably one of the best standalone scenes on a Disney stage. 
Like, there's so much happen. They extend out the song. There's a musical interlude and a dance number. Uh, it's not just the piece from the movie. There's the piece from the movie, but then it... And they had um, tremendous singers. And one of the coolest things uh, that they do now on Disney Cruise Line is that they bring on Broadway talent to do one of the... Uh, they call it a track in one of the shows. And the woman on board who performed uh, Lady Tremaine and... Uh, Mother Gothel. And Mother Gothel, both female villains in those two shows, blew me away. Wow. She was phenomenal. Like, you sat watching it and you were like, oh, I wonder who the Broadway... Ta- oh, there's the Broadway no, talent. That's the one... That's the now, one. don't get me wrong. Everybody else was tremendous as well. I thought the Prince um, in Twice Charmed had an incredible voice. Uh, Cinderella did an amazing job. Rapunzel was amazing. They had phenomenal leads. Um, I'm a Flynn guy, so I was always going to love him no matter what. Um, but, um, yeah, Mother Gothel slash Lady Tremaine. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And she did a private show, too, later in the yeah. cruise, where you could go and yep. actually listen or sing... Uh, some Disney and Broadway. A, and she does question and answer elements yeah. of it and things yep. like that. Yeah. So um, just phenomenal. So the shows are back. They were great. Um, yeah. I think. What more can I say? I think you nailed it, man. And here's the thing. Uh, sometimes I don't go to all the shows. Um, I'm guilty of this because sometimes we've sailed on the ship quite a few times. And I've seen the show quite a few times. And and. It's a cool time to experience, you know, like the pools or, you know, whatever slides are on board, stuff like that. Um, I went to all three um, this time, yeah. and, and I, I really enjoyed it. The only one I had seen before was Disney Dreams. I had not seen oh. Twice Charmed. I had not You'd seen never Tangled seen Twice either. Charmed? I had oh, not. I love And uh, it was fantastic. All three were great. I enjoyed it. Um, it was really, really nice to, to cap our evening kind of with that. Yeah. Very cool. You know, right before the cruises took place, there was some big Disney World announcement uh, that was happening in the parks. And that was something that we really questioned. Was it going to carry over to the cruise ships? It was something that we kind of had that burning question and you got to experience it. Right before you left, we started introducing the face-to-face and the more of the meet-and-greets in the parks. You were able to hug the characters. And Dave, we saw your great picture with you hugging Mickey. Uh, you posted it in our group. You posted it on your personal page, and that was an amazing experience. Was the experience the same on the cruise ship? Because I know there was a possibility that it would or wouldn't be. Were you able to experience that on the ship? I'm going to take this one as well because it was probably the biggest disappointment for us um, for um, – in across the entire cruise it was um and there were so many amazing elements to the cruise that um i that i could go on and talk about forever but there was that one looming uh element of covid that had still not returned in its entirety uh and that was the character interactions um we're hopeful that sometime soon they are going to be getting back to um full-fledged hugs and all of those elements um but they had not by the time we sailed which was as i said very disappointing uh we were very much looking forward to uh having our youngest uh have her first opportunity to walk up and hug uh, Mickey Mouse and the other Disney characters, um, and there were some. Uh, we were you're in much closer quarters. There was even some high fiving and things happening, uh, but they weren't signing autographs. And there, there's just this, this 
moment where you're so close to being able to hug but it wasn't an option, and so it was a little disappointing. We still got some really great photos um, where they uh, position the characters so that it seems that you're literally standing with them. Um, and I even got uh, a couple of moments where uh, Belle was out doing a wandering set, just her strolling through the atrium, and she took a few moments and sat down on the carpet with my daughter and so they're sitting like a foot away from each other and you would never know that there was any social distance element of it happening um but she's sitting up and um and victoria's sitting down next to her so there there's um a distance between them but because of like just the the personalization of it um you'd never you'd never know that it was in the middle of a uh any kind of restrictions happening due to covid so there were some beautiful moments still that were available um it was however a little disappointing that we weren't able to hug uh we made up for it uh, about four days later after we got off the cruise uh i had a late start and so we dropped charlotte at school and then melanie and i took victoria to epcot and she got to hug mickey mouse so we've taken care of it and it was beautiful and yep i was i was fine (laughs) i'm sure you were (laughs) uh you know one of the uh, speaking of the kids you'd kind of mentioned it before that they didn't have the uh club open for your youngest daughter did your other daughter get to do any of the kids club now that it was post-covid it was it was a challenge to peel her out of there. Okay, good. It was like 11.30 at night, and she's like, I'm fine. I don't need to go to bed. <laughs> and you're like, get out now. Um, it was, yeah, she, we, and then she was overtired the next day, and I actually ended up using it as a bargaining chip where I was like, look, we're going for a nap, and you can lie on the bed. And if you lie on the bed and take some quiet time, that's fine. And you'll get to watch the shows and then we'll all come back and go to bed. If you fall asleep, you will be allowed to go back to the club. And so we got back onto a nap schedule for the first time in four years, purely with the with the club being a bargaining chip. So she just wasn't quite old enough to hold it all together and visit the club. Um, like, it's a, it's a lot. Like, and so, but she did get to go. She had some great fun activities and things there. And there was one element to a story I mentioned a few moments ago that I didn't uh, tack on. And that is that for about two and a half, nearly three hours on Pirate Night, we had an additional child joining our group while Melanie's friend went to Palo. Mm-hmm. And that cured us of any contemplation of potentially having a third child. Um, To all of the listeners and members of the DDP with more than two children, I send my heartfelt respect and just admiration to you. I think of people like uh, Ramey's have four now and this... they were only on three. Uh, that's right. Livy is their third. So, but yeah, yeah, I'm just like I, I, I respect you all so much because Jenna's wow. somewhere right now. Going, Don't give me a fourth already. What are you doing? To me? <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, Jenna. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Daniel. Um, but yes, just uh, like I was like. Yeah, because uh, to quote, and it might have even been Daniel, I'm trying to remember who, but somebody at one point I remember talking about um, having a third child and they were like, yeah, to put it in basketball terms, you go from one-on-one to zone defense. And I was like, 
Yeah, that sounds terrible. That sounds just because I was chasing two and Melanie's like, I've got one. And I'm like, I can't keep track of two. Uh, but we were fine. We got there and we're cured. Cool. <laughs> um, speaking of the kids clubs, I know I went on an adult vacation. But Katie and I went and took over the kids' clubs one one evening. Yeah, we were the only two surprised. people in there. We uh, I went down the slide multiple times. I did the Just Iron Man clear, experience. Just to be clear, he is allowed to do this. They host what they call open <laughs> houses. This wasn't some weird thing where they kicked children out of the spaces. They do an open house. Everyone feels so where... uncomfortable. They left. You know, it was great. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave because the creepy man's here. Creepy again. man's back. Uh, okay, awesome. the membership revoked. Possible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They do open houses, and one of our favorite things to do on board is during an open house, um, which Rick and Corey joined us, um, is to go in and enjoy the kids' club and go have fun and play the games and do all the fun stuff. It's completely open to you. It was a blast. Katie did some coloring. Like I said, I did the <laughs> Iron Man experience. It was amazing, and I put out the video of it to our patron uh, through the Patreon app, so they got to see me having a blast inside of that uh, inside of that kids club. So it's good to see the kids clubs back up and running. And we would walk by because we were on deck six aft, come down one flight of stairs, and we would walk right by the kids clubs. And it made my heart hurt a little bit for the fact that I left Riley at home because just like Charlotte, that's her jam, man. Like when we've done fourteen nighters, she just lives in the kids clubs. And when they had Pluto's uh, pajama party. Like one night, I was like, "Oh, that's Riley's favorite thing ever," you know, and I just felt yep. so so guilty. But we're walking around, we're walking around Castaway and around the ship after like the second night, and Charlotte's like, "Oh, hi," and yeah. hi, and waving to friends, and we're like, "Hi, who, who are these people?" Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're like, okay, this is like the social hour of like social butterflies, Disney man. Cruise line, apparently, yeah. So uh, the only t- we talked to the to the some of the you know um counselors in there and i was telling them the story of riley in the i've told it on the show before but if we have any new listeners we were on um transatlantic and really quickly before we move on i know we're running a little long on the show uh we we're on transatlantic dave I, th- I don't know if i ever told you this story and we got to the room after dinner and you know they do the turndown service they have the animal on the bed made of the towels all that kind of fun stuff and um, Riley was like, I want to go to the kids' club. She's like, but I want to get some candy first. I'm like, you're not getting any candy, dude, okay? Like, it's not happening. You just had dinner. She's only like three at the time. Just had dinner. You're not doing it. So anyway, she goes to the kids' club. We drop her off on like day nine. Everybody knows her by name. Hey, Rye, come on in. You know, it's nice to see you. Have some fun. Katie and I get ready. We still had wave phones at the time, which, guys, wave phones no nice. longer exist. Nope. It's I took my wave phone holder that has my name on it even with me. I didn't know. I'm a platinum cruiser. Um, so anyway, <laughs> so uh, we get a phone call on our way from from the kids club, and it says uh, um, Riley needs to be picked up. She's had an accident, and I go, well, "That's weird." Oh yeah, I remember this. One. That's strange. We go there, and I'm like, "What happened, dude?" And they had her underwear in a bag, and I'm like, "What happened, man?" And she's like, mm-hmm. you know, just being all nonchalant. We go back to the room, and I'm, Katie's talking to her. She's like, did you just get busy playing and not go to the bathroom? And I start looking at her underwear, and I'm like, that's strange, man. And I take him, and I go, that's chocolate. The kid had shoved chocolates into her pants yep. to yep. go eat in the kids' club and then forgot about them 
So that's been a running joke with us with counselors forever. They found it hilarious because uh, they see just absolutely crazy stuff. So good to see. And long story short, good to see the kids clubs up and running again. Uh, and I'm glad that I got also, to enjoy them. both you and I got to meet Noah. Uh, Love the Noah. son of one yeah. of our listeners uh, who is now working on board, which great was wonderful. Dude. Yep, great dude. Yep. Very cool. Very cool. Now, Justin, you had a different trip than Dave because you didn't have Riley with you, like you were saying. Uh, what kind of adult entertainment was there for you? Did you partake in any of the beverage tasting? Because I know we did that on our trip. I did, actually. I did the whiskey tasting um, with Rick and I. It was on Pirate Night, um, which Pirate Night is back. Fireworks going over, you know, the show. All that good stuff, uh, absolute blast. But I did the whiskey tasting. Um, it was funny, man, because it was us and like three other people, and a lot of them were first time cruisers. So we were kind of chatting with them about their their selling stuff like that. But the first couple of whiskeys were. Did all, you mention you were platinum? We we had our black lanyards, so and we oh, also good. had our I, sign that we carried throughout the cruise. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, <laughs> the we were in the just to, I know we're not probably going to hit shopping tonight, so um, we were in one of the stores. And Rick and I put on these. You probably saw them, Dave. The black like hoodies with the pants. They look like like old nineteen eighties like running jogging suits. And they had oh, like yes, gold embroidery down them. We put them um, on and started taking pictures like we were like a nineteen eighties like rap band. And um, somebody walked. My by. wife has that and loves it. Somebody, it's super comfy. Somebody walked by, <laughs> looking at us like, "What are these two doing?" And I'm just like. We're platinum. It's fine. We can do this. <laughs> <laughs> that was our thing the whole cruise. Um, the, uh, but anyway, um, what were we talking about? Oh, uh, the tasting. So it was right after Pirate Night, and it was oh, he, he booked whiskey. And I love whiskey, but I like bourbon. And the first couple were scotch. Ron Burgundy, oh, buddy. I don't agree with that dude at all. No scotchy scotch scotch for this guy. Oh, I, I like a scotch. But here's the thing. It. Here's about here's what's traveling with, with Rick is interesting. Rick goes, you know if people book it and don't show up, that you can drink their alcohol. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Because it's paid for. It's already paid for and poured. Yeah. So there was two people who didn't show up. So at the end of the tasting, Rick just goes, we're going to take theirs, too. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. All yes, right. we are. And the guy next to us we're talking to, that was his third tasting of the day. Um, if you've never done a Disney Cruise, uh, the tastings are a great experience. I will say this, though. They're no longer doing the pins. They used to do the pins. Like, if you did the old wine tasting, you would get a button um, saying you did that one, and you could, you could collect them. So uh, really, really good. But adult entertainment, Mike. Dave, if I had one thing that I was kind of bummed about, with this cruise, it was the adult entertainment um, because okay. typically you get a juggler, a magician, a ventriloquist, a you know you get match your mate, which they did do. You know you get like a different thing each night. You just didn't have that this cruise, and mm. I know it's because of COVID that they don't want to be bringing people from ship to ship because normally when they go to port, they would take like an entertainment off a Royal Caribbean ship in Nassau and bring them to you know, the Disney magic for two nights. And then the next port, they would get off and go to another ship and they're moving from, you know, from port to port. Um, Can't do that. That was the one thing that I kind of missed on this one. And also I skipped the, uh, a good friend of mine said, don't go to the magician. <laughs> Maybe not the best thing on board. There were lots of entertainment offerings available on board for you to choose from. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I didn't go to him. Uh, but I do want to give a shout out to another uh, cast member on board, and that is Dan 2.0, um, who Dave met. He is from oh. the UK. Dan is fantastic. He ran trivia, and he watched my misery each night as I figured out how really dumb I am uh, that could not win trivia until the final night when we finally broke through and won and won some medals and some Disney Cruise Line luggage tags um, and all that good stuff. So, uh, I have one quick trivia story, and that is on one of the days there was a uh, – we were headed into nap time, and um, we were headed for um, getting the two of them down – and there was an ultimate Disney trivia about to happen. And my wife goes, oh, we could push nap and come with you. And I looked at her and I went, no, I intend on winning on my own. And so I walked into a room and I picked up a piece of paper and sat down in a corner and sat there and won it. And there's groups of like six people going, what just happened? And I went, there's all the answers. Okay, bye. Yeah. Uh, I took my medal. Got my medal and left. Um, and Melanie was like, yeah, it would have looked real bad if you had lost, though, huh? And I went, oh, I didn't even consider that. Uh, I then also went out, won some Disney Tunes trivia um, and all sorts of fun things. Yeah, that's nice. good. I won a few things on my own. We didn't do any of the Disney trivia. We did all the adult oh. stuff, so it was all... Oh, yeah. okay. Good. Ooh. Well, being that it was lacking a little bit in the adult entertainment, uh, I know you guys got to go to some of the ports. You got to go to Castaway Key. Uh, that was one of the ports you got to go to. Uh, Justin, I believe you did a 5K when you were on the island. And um, there was also something that went on the island, something about Dave's treasure hunt. I know we kind of mentioned that in the podcast before. So I'm, I'm excited to hear about what happened with uh, your excursions when you got off the boat. Yeah, so Dave, you did a double dip to Castaway. I went to Grand Cayman. Um, first time I've been there. We had been once before, but you have to tender off the ship, and mm -hmm. you it was too rocky to tender in. So got to go. Love Grand Cayman. Uh, let me give a shout-out to Casanova's. Um, it's a restaurant right off the port. So if you're in Grand Cayman, go off the ship, take a left, walk down three restaurants. Casanova's right there. It's an Italian spot. Fantastic people, fantastic drinks, fantastic food. Um, I am not getting paid for this. A uh, little bit of pub going out there. But uh, uh, Casanova's, amazing. Um yeah, got to go to Castaway. Kind of, kind of a bummer. The first, it's the first time out of all my cruises, it rained almost the entire day on Castaway. Um, I felt really bad. Not so much for us because we've been a bunch of times. I felt really bad for first-time cruisers. This is the first time they've they've been able to be at Castaway, but we did do the five k. The five k has changed. You no longer have to register for the five k. You no longer have to wake up early for the five k. You can just go at your leisure. Do it when you're done. Come back to the bike rental. Let them know you finish, and you will get the medals. They are new medals. They are not the same ones that were pre-COVID. So if you've done it before and you want that new medal, it is there. Also, I know Run Disney has now added the 5K back to Marathon Weekend to the Run Disney uh, experience there. Ooh. Yep, so that is a part of it. So uh, that Castaway 5K That's is exciting. back. Yeah, really, really good. Uh, before we get into – because I know we're running long, like I said. Before we get into um, the treasure hunt, Dave, how are your days on Castaway? Stunning. Absolutely spectacular. Beautiful weather. Couldn't ask for more. Uh, part of the reason we booked the cruise for when we booked the cruise is that we've been to Castaway um, in January when it's cooler, the water temp isn't um, as appealing. Uh, we've been in... I want to say September maybe, like, and it just wasn't quite the same. Um, 
it was textbook. It was glorious. It was it, it was picturesque, and it was exactly what it was meant to be. Loved it. Didn't get off the ship in NASA because yeah. NASA. Why do you? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so our cruise consisted of two visits to Castaway and a sea day and two sea days, and we loved it. Um, so when we were at Castaway, it's the first time I've ever seen it. You couldn't get in the ocean. We were Why? able to at the very first part, but then lightning came too close, oh. and so they, they wouldn't allow you out in the ocean. Katie oh, got yelled at. Nice. I loved it. It was awesome. Um, Amazing. I love when they get in trouble. Yeah. Excuse me, <laughs> guests. Guests. Do not go in the... Guess. Excuse me, guests. Do not go in the water. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. You sounded like one of the it South pretty, African uh, <laughs> <pretty good>, right? <laughs> lifeguards. I, I heard was it great. quite a bit that day. Um, Dave, walk me through our uh, our planned <laughs> treasure hunt you set up for me. This was so not planned. Um, this was you saying, hey, leave me something somewhere so I have to find it. And then I was like, what am I? <laughs> so I'm walking out the door. Like you literally said this like the night before I was leaving for my cruise. I'm walking out the door and I grabbed a token-esque uh, thing that we give for our uh, within my job here in Disney World. It's a little pin that um, that I knew you'd re- know I was from it. me. And I thought you would. And then I was like, well, where am I going to put it? And part of me considered like making it that you had to find the correct bartender on the ship. Oh, uh, that would have been an of, issue. I, right. I would have got that covered. Well, I would have, like, I intended on finding, like, somebody who was at, like, a really, like, obscure bar, and that way you had to then introduce yourself and tell this ridiculous story to every single bartender. And also, you should give me a secret word. There's something just absolutely crazy that I had to say, you know. Um, Then I was worried that the bartender would just keep it and ignore you. (laughs) It's a cool gift. I mean, it's a cool thing. It is. So, um, and so then I was like, well, I I need to find something else to, uh, another way to do it. And so I went to uh, the bike rental location, which is in the middle of Castaway, and I, and it's also where the 5K is run from. And I was like, oh, this seems like a fairly central location. So I looked around, and I even asked a couple of the uh, cruise staff team that were there, and we f- figured that there was, from our way of thinking, there was one group of trees where four trees came together that we could see and we even like looked around and we were like if you got this got told this what would you pick and we were like yes that is the only legitimate option available um and so we uh so then i went to the middle of them and i dug a hole in the middle of them and i buried this uh little pin for you to find i gave you that and then melanie also sent a picture of it to uh to katie purely as a backup we didn't look at it either we were like justin's gonna be dumb and mess this up isn't he (laughs) yep yes yes he is you would be you would be correct my friend in the fact that (laughs) the clue i was given was go to the bike rental and to where the four trees meet and so I went to the bike yeah. rental. I went to the four trees meeting mm-hmm. because right next to the bike rental, there are four trees that all merge into one base of a tree. And so I'm like, this is it, Rick. This is it, Katie. We're, we got this. Come on. Let's go. And we, I sat there. It's like 2 p.m., height of people walking by. And I'm on all fours like a dog, scooping sand from in between my legs, going at it. And nothing. Moved around the next part of the tree. Nothing. There are people gathering now around. <laughs> Katie's going, uh, babe, you need to kind of tell people what's up. They're looking at you like you're crazy. I'm like, shh, looking for something. <laughs> I'm digging. Finally, she goes, babe, 
Now there's literally like team members casting all around, like looking like, what is this guy doing? So I stand up and I explain the situation. One of the cast members goes, oh, okay, I was here for that. Yes, she was. You might want to look at your clue. And so we look at the picture and we were at the wrong tree. Yeah, you were. So we run over, us, <laughs> uh, cast member, uh, we all start digging, and I find this incredible, amazing uh, VIP pin that Dave left me uh, buried. And it felt like a hug from my brother, like that was there thousands of miles away uh, from me at that point. Particularly after digging at the wrong tree for Yeah, minutes. exactly. So, yeah. But I got it. It was a lot of fun. And then it got, it was funny, man, because it got the... Um, it got the the, the cast and, and team members on, on on the island talking, and we were all all talking about it after. They're like, "We should do this for the other cruise ships." So like, their friends that work on the dream, like or the fantasy, they should bury something and leave clues, you know, for them Amazing. on the island to be able to find it. So this might be something that else that you add to Castaway's lore. There you go. Excellent. That becomes something that that they do. So it was a lot of fun, man. Made it made it really really uh, something fun to do that day. Very cool. I like it. I like it. Uh, now that the trip is pretty much over, how was your disembarking process? Was it something any different? Okay, I'm just going to really quickly, and then I'm going to let Dave go. Um, <laughs> mine was flawless. I got really? up. I Good. carried all of my luggage off. I had all of my luggage um, with me. It was a little tough because I had all my luggage in my hand, and I was walking, and I kept thinking, man, with all this luggage, it's a little tough to get off the ship, but I got off. Got in my car, had a great hour, you know, uh, uh, drive back to Charleston. Um, all my luggage was in the trunk with me. It was really a great disembarkation. Lots of fun, you know, memories that were had. Um, got home, <laughs> unloaded all my luggage, and then unpacked all my luggage. Um, well, it was really good. good. Dave, how about you? So, so just to be clear, you had all your luggage. No, I had all my luggage. Yeah, yeah. All, all yeah. of it. Good, yeah. excellent. That's fantastic. So, um, so we. Uh, when we went on board, we uh, checked four pieces of luggage and had some carry-on pieces as well that, and some wheel stuff to bring drinks and all of that on board for us. Um, and uh, when we were packing on the final night, I realized that I didn't need one of those pieces to uh, be wheeled off with us. So we packed it, threw an extra tag on it, and uh, sent it off the ship the night before. Um, and that morning we got up, we got set, we got... Uh, down there, we grabbed our four pieces of luggage that we had checked. We got in our car and we started driving. And we were about oh forty minutes or talking so down the me. road. And yeah. and I'm talking to Justin. And we pulled in at a uh, at a at one of the stop areas just to um, get ourselves situated for the next couple of hours drive home. And while we're there. We get a phone call from the port that says, hey, we have a bag of yours that's still here and it needs to be claimed. And we went, oh, the extra bag that I hadn't thought of that like was the the last minute addendum I wasn't looking for when we got into the port facility because it wasn't one of the bags that we checked the first time. And just and there's like we're wrangling two kids and there's some local screaming at us going, do you want me to take this to the <laughs> up to the curb for you? And I, I'm like, yes. And just picking up bags. And and then also, where are my once passports? Again, where are this? Yeah, right. Yeah. Where's the passports? And and one of the other things going back to something we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, the port facility not being run by Disney, we're doing it a little bit differently where we had Minnie Mouse purple tags and there were two sections of Minnie Mouse purple tags. 
and we had two bags in one, two bags in the other, and ultimately our third bag in one of those two locations that we weren't looking for. So it wasn't even like they were all together to be spotted at one time. Like, we were already being torn in different directions, um, and it was just poorly laid out. So there were a number of different things. Uh, I looked at my wife, and I went, I'm sorry. She looked at me and went, I'm sorry. We just, we both missed it. Like, yep. All right. So we got in the car and we turned around and we drove back to the port. We pulled up. We got out. We found the bag. We signed for it to say, yes, it was ours. No, there was nothing in it that needed to be claimed. And we put it in the trunk and we started driving again. And it added an extra hour and a half, two hours to our trip back. So, but I got back in time and then I went and DJed a gig that night. So. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. We got there. It was not as smooth as it could have been, but we got there. Yeah. You know, one of the fantastic things about getting back on a cruise ship and being able to, you know, enjoy all of these wonderful Disney things is being able to take some pictures and have some amazing memories. And I think I've seen both of you guys have posted some pictures from this cruise. And you put them on our DDP uh, Today podcast family page on our Facebook page. And there were some amazing pictures. You know who else put some great pictures? Our DDP family. And that brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. All right, guys, great week for pictures. Uh, Dave, what's your pick of the week? Oh, uh, we were talking about hugs earlier, and um, there's definitely some hugs that are happening, and um, a great photo uh, posted yesterday by Ashley Fenley Hamill, uh, showing the queen some love, and it is the uh, evil queen. She refuses to call her evil, but um, she it is the evil queen from Snow White getting a hug at the artist point um, by her daughter, I think, and I love it. Yeah, even evil queens need some need some love, um, and she's taking it in her stride, I want to say, but uh, a great photo um, and uh, a great acknowledgement of, yeah, what is returning and the joy that comes with it here in Walt Disney World. That's my pick of the week. Very cool. Great pick. Justin, what's your pick of the week? I'm going to go with my buddy, Tony Ortiz. He says, just an hour ago, he says, hello from Alani. Oh, man, do I miss Alani. Tony, have the best time, man. What a view. Absolutely stunning. Mike, how about you, bud? Uh, my pick of the week is going to go to Christopher Young's. And Christopher Young's just finished a couple of trips over the past few months and had a first father-son solo trip. And he posted some great pictures. And that's why he spends all the money on Disney because it's such a great time. And uh, Christopher, you have my pick of the week. Absolutely love it. Guys, if you have not joined the Facebook group, go right now and join it. DDP Today over on Facebook. It is a absolutely positive space to where you can come, post your Disney pictures, stories, all that great things. Get to know us. We get to know you. It's where we interact. We absolutely love it. Also, if you like what we're doing, go ahead, slap us five stars. Give us that virtual hug. Helps us grow the show, reach more and more people. Um, and last but not least, look, if you want to become a Patreon member, if you want the extra content, access to the private Facebook group, video aspect of the show, um, private uh, uh, live events. Man, we got a fun one coming up. I'm not really going to discuss what that one is, but really, really fun one coming up with some Disney trivia. Um, make sure to click that link below. For as little as $2 a month, you can not only help us help the show, you can also get access to all that amazing, amazing content. There is both a monthly and a yearly uh, availability there that you can choose from. Whatever works best for your budget um, is there for you. Speaking of Patreon, guys, I have something really special that I, I like to bring things that I don't tell you guys. We're going to be doing yeah. 15 
Hard questions with the dads. Hard questions with the dads coming up uh, here uh, really, really soon as we finish this up. But before we head that way, let's wait. Do is some... this another one of those situations where Mike has the answers and we're just he here does to not know no, no right answer. There is no right it's answer. Never happened one. before. No right answer. No right answer to this one. Uh, before we do that, let's close it up. Uh, Dave, go ahead, buddy. Disney Cruise Line is my home. Disney Cruise Line was my first job within the Disney company and the Disney magic in particular, 18 months, including a visit to Europe um, and uh, the the inaugural sailings of the Baltic Sea. Um, Just wonderful memories. And it was a joy to be back creating more memories and bringing my family on board to have them around my old family coming back together, faces that we know and love and having people there to take care of us. And the way Disney Cruise Line crew members take care of you in a way that sets an incredible standard that other parts of the industry and even other parts of Disney strive to replicate. Um, It was beautiful and um, it was everything I needed uh, in my life right now, and I am eternally grateful. Love it, Mike. Love it. I'm glad you're back, uh, Dave. You had a fantastic trip. Justin, we got to chat a little bit about your trip, and I'm glad you guys had a great time. I am certainly looking forward to getting back on a Disney cruise ship anytime soon, and I was glad to hear all of you guys' input. And uh, I'm excited for the uh, Patreon show tonight. It should be interesting as usual. Lots of fun. Yep, you guys never know what I'm bringing to the table, and that's what makes it more fun. DDP Today family, keep it positive. Spread some Disney cheer. Uh, look, Make sure to jump on a Disney cruise sometime in your life. I mean, I know it may be a bucket list. Make it work, guys. It really is what I think is Disney at its absolute finest. Um, So really, really make that a priority if you're a Disney fan. And uh, I cannot wait to see pictures once you do it and hear the stories. Reach out to us. We absolutely love hearing from you. But until next week, guys, patron family, stick around. We will see everybody else real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Cheers. Have a good night. On behalf of the Disney Dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the one and that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.